Gangsta Williams, man. What's good, man? And thank y'all for having me, man. Man, first and foremost, uh, man, we gotta say, man, welcome home, welcome back to society, welcome back to the world. Yeah. First and foremost, That's man. That's a fact. Yeah. Why did you shoot the first day out, man? You know how all these new young niggas got the first day out music video where they come out, they just doing shit, living life. <laughs> you say, why did I? Yeah, why you didn't? I didn't? Yeah. Because, honestly, man, when I was in prison, I used to be like, saying like, I wanna get a, a camera crew to come and see when I first get out and follow me, my first 90 days home, you know, this and this and this. But when I got released, it was immediate, immediate release. I was in the shower and my oh. counselor yelled my name and I was like, what's up? He said, you trying to go? I'm like, man, whatever. All right, you're not going to leave. I, jumped, I didn't even get a chance to bathe. Man. I just jumped out the shower. Damn. Let's go. Let's well, go. What was your plans that day? You like, you about to go to child. You was like, I'm about to go holler at so-and-so no, later on. Let me tell you what's crazy. Listen, doing child, right? All right, because all right, when the judge resentenced me, he said 30 days because he gave the prosecutor a chance to contact the victim's family because I got two bodies. So he gave them a chance to get their statement on how they feel about me getting out. Yeah. So I go to child that day and I see the man that work in R&D. And I was like, he's like, Terrence, you're going to be getting out this year. I said, well, no, I'm going to be getting immediately. He said, no, the way I did my calculation, you're getting out in August. So I was like, I said, well, okay, worst case scenario, even if I get out in August, I still get halfway out. He's like, yeah. But then I'm like, no, nah, man, I want to get out now. So I go to, man, I went to like, this no, this no cap, man, at least 50 guys in the dorm. And I was like, oh, how much time you have? And I, cause I had a license, so I didn't have good time. So I would write down how much time they have. I would write down and I say, do you get out around this time? It was like, yeah. So I'm like, well, how does this man calculate my time wrong? So I did my own calculation. Um, I waited till after the holiday was over with, after the first. So the third, I go to man, I say, um, man, what's up with my thing? Can you send it to, cause Grand Prairie, Texas is the one who do our calculation in the Fed. Yeah. So uh, he was telling me, yeah, I contacted him. They told me how to do your time, blah, blah, blah. So I went to pull out a paper. He was like, no, nah, man, me and your calculation are going to be different. So I was like, well, man, listen, math is the same all around the United States, Free. man. Free. I said, well, I said, well, can you please uh, fax my paperwork to Grand Prairie and let them decide? He was like, give it here. So I gave it to him. He came back. He was like, yeah, I sent it to him. So he gave me a copy back. I was walking with my partner, a uh, baby from Florida. I said, man, that man ain't do that, man. I said, he lying, man. So I go to the unit and we in my cell. We just chilling. I was a little frustrated, but I was like, well, man, it's done already. So I said, I'm going to get in the shower. So I go jump in the shower, man, like 30 minutes later. From the time I went to him, talking to myself and, and got in the shower, my counselor called my name. And before I could, you know, because you get in the shower, let the hot water soothe you first. Man, I ain't get a chance to bathe. I was like, that's that way. I heard you mention that, um, that Trump first act is the reason why you were even eligible to be able to be out earlier. Yeah, the first step act. He, he, he signed that December of uh, 2018. And what it is, is a motion that you filed. It's called, it's gonna, I'm going to post it in my documentary. It's called the First Step Act, whereas it's called Extraordinary, and extraordinary, extraordinary uh, Compelling Reasons. Whereas a lot of us, back in the day, we had, they had the mandatory crack law. And a lot of people couldn't get out because we was under the mandatory guidelines. So in 2008, when they changed the guideline, they made it advisory. So now what Trump did was, okay, I'm going to pass this law, but it's still up to the judge to release you. So what they do is they'll say, okay, he has this amount of drugs. Okay, because keep in mind, I was charged with an 848, a continuing criminal enterprise. That's a kingpin status. Exactly. Oh, I was one of the youngest ones to be charged with that. But the problem is, I only talk to the people in New York for uh, conspiracy to six ounces of heroin. So now, how you gonna give me a kingpin show and I got this six ounce of heroin? Yeah, like. But the case, the problem was, I had so many murders for the state, and it was so much stuff going on in my city. So they was like, okay, he young, we are gonna put this charge on him, and maybe he gonna give up cash money or give up some stuff we think he know. 
Because I was young at the time, I didn't know nothing about this law. So um, over the years, as I started reading and studying law, I got ticked off. Like, many people didn't trick me. Damn. You know, because you got to have five or more workers. The five or more people they have on my indictment, and I plan to post that in my documentary, exactly. you're going to see three of the people were from New York that was giving me the drugs. Uh, one of the guys in my phone conversation, I said, hey, man, how you met these people? Where they from? Tell them to come to New York. I just shot to New York without them inviting me there. Mm. Um, so th- these are the, it's like six people. Then I had one girl on my case from Tennessee, and I used to use her to jack other drug dealers. So they took all these people and used as a five or more uh, uh, workers for me, man, but they railroaded me, but... I know now, and I can help the people now, man. Yeah. Because they tricked me. And I want to ask you, uh, you know, because, you know, your story, we're going to touch on some stuff in prison and out of prison and kind of go from there. Um, but since you're on that subject now, as far as uh, how they jammed you up, um, and you tell the story pretty specifically on Vlad and, you know, other platforms as far as, you know, just the way they got you. I'm just curious, um, looking back as far as the way, you know, they were tapping your phone right there and in that conversation with the New York guys, um, what do you feel like, like you probably would have done differently that you was kind of maybe acting out of character because this was new for you? Nothing. Everything would have went exactly the same way. Yes. Let me say this. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't regret nothing I've done in life. Um, I wouldn't, only thing that if I could change would be me making more money in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else, man, I've, I love my life. I love how it happened, whatever happened, because I'm still here to this day to tell my story. That's true. You know? That's true. Um, on reason why, another thing I say, I don't regret nothing I've done in life because I've never raped a child, a baby, a woman, killed innocent people. Right. So, you know, you got a lot of people that's in the game, do a lot of dirt, and you like, man, you proud of that? You know what I'm saying? Which I'm not glorified or proud of what I did in my past, but my past is the past now. Right. I'm in the present now, you know, and working for us for the future. But I don't regret nothing. I wouldn't change nothing. Um, even the guy who wore the Y on me, for them to tap my phone, I'm not mad with him because at the end of the day, look where I'm at now, man. Who sat on this sofa before? Man, listen, uh, uh, Boosie. <laughs> Hold up, time out. The Boosie who took me out the book. Boosie. Boosie. Boosie who sat on this sofa. Hey, man. Hey. Who, who else been on this sofa? Uh, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Ross, Freeway Ricky Ross. That's the homie. I talk to him all the time. Yeah. Yeah, man, good dude, man. Yeah, good man. Dude. So, yeah, so did Charleston White sit on here? Yeah, Charleston White. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. So if Charleston White been on, let me check it because he might have <laughs> left some mace. Yeah, I <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. Yeah. Now, the only thing, I, the reason I asked you that, because I'm curious, because if let's say that New York situation would have went the proper way, where let's say you did the deal, uh, you came back to uh, let's say New Orleans, you got, you know, you got some, you know, some 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 work on you, um, and then of course. Right after that, you know, cash money moves to the next level. Would you have still been in the life? Let's say with, let's say you start getting more work. Would you have said, okay, the deal came down with cash money. Now they offering them, you know, a million up front. Would you have said, let me just put this away, set, get rid of it all, and then let's see what Baby Slim is doing. Let's let me focus on this. Or would you have still stayed in the life, knowing who you are? I'd have stayed in the life. Damn. Because it is. When I was in the game, and I got, I got the, my phone was tapped, so I got, I got the, uh, the transcripts from it. And one time, baby called me. He was like, man, come on, let's go out of town. Uh, no, let's go on a tour with MCA. I was like, I said, man, I'm going to my PO on my seat. One time, I said, man, I'm in the hood, man. I'm making more money. I don't want to go on a tour. I hung up on him. And then one time, he called. I said, you know what, because I just want to get out the project. I was like, all right, I'm going to my PO and ask him, can I, come, can I go out of town with y'all for the do the little tour thing? But no, because... You know, even when, when, when Universal gave them that big deal, you know, um, you got to keep in mind, 
that money was for the company. And then they got to pay uh, the artists, pay for all kind of stuff. So right. it's not like they would have just dumped millions on me right away. You know what I'm saying? So I still would have had my, you know, it's just like every other drug that be married to the game because it's like, okay, this is my fast money and this, this. And then you got to keep in mind is this. When you have a connect, sometimes they don't let you get out the game easy now. That's true. That's true. Uh -huh. um, who would have been your best advisor at that time that could have probably swayed you different, whether your mama, whether baby slim or a girl, a female baby mama? Anybody could have had your ear and said, listen, let me sit you down. Let me tell you, let's do something different right now. Could anybody have told you? No. <laughs> no. Listen, I'm saying, man, listen, my name was ringing. I was living good. I had too much going. So miss me with all that kumbaya. Uh, come on, baby, have a moment. Nah, man, I'm, I'm a hot pot topic right now on these streets. I'm, I'm riding nice whips, jewelry, girl. Who want to leave that long at a young age? Nah, man, miss me with that. Now they can sit down and talk to me. Come on, man. I'm all this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, nah, they, nah. What, nah. Was, what was more addicting, the power or the money? The power? Yeah. Because I really didn't care about money. I needed money to get around, to help people, you know, but it was more of the power, more of, uh, I could call shots, more of when I go, like probably said, like my Paris jail, when you go in there, you got to beat somebody or you getting beat up with Jack. You got people from all over the New Orleans in this jail. So whenever I went in there, I was respected and loved by everybody from all over. So any T I went on, I was good. You know, so it was more of the power for me. Now, I, I got to ask, man, like, um, I want you to take me back through the cash money days. You know what I'm saying? Was cash money jumping before... Um, Master P's No Limit at the time, or? Yes, okay. but this thing was this. See, P was smart. Um, P started in Cali with his. Right. Whereas Cash Money and his this, this record label called Big Boy Records, then you had Mobile Joe, you had those in Take 4 Records, you had all those in local in our city. Right. So they was already making noise, doing anything but local. So what P did, he started from Cali and worked his way back down. So that's how P was able to be like, Hold up, I'm the big dog for New Orleans, No Limit Records. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Cash Money was already making any noise, already had uh, uh, the BGs out, uh, BG Chopper City. They already had, you know, oh, my bad, UNLV. I was going to ask you about the UNLV because the song yeah. that, you know, we Texas, right. so we, 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 we right tapped here. in, but that right. badass yellow boy, oh, wants, Mr. Uh, Cole, you was a ho. Can you tell us the story behind it? Like, what, the, um, what was that shit about, man? Because for us, we was like, what the fuck? Like, that's the first time a nigga just name dropped a nigga and made a hit. Yeah, because he was like, damn. That's how we were. We was like, because I like now in this day and time, they do those subliminal messages. Yeah, yeah. And you be like, who are you talking about? So, and I've always, that's why when you see me do interviews, or uh, if I got a problem with somebody, that's why I say the name because you know who I'm talking about. I don't want to, you know, I put an address. That's what we say in jail, man. Put an address on that. Who are you talking about? Right. You know, and back then, that's how it was with, with Yellow. It's like, okay, y'all got this little rap beef going on. So now the street guys, the hot boys, all of us, we're going to make sure. That is stay on the wax, cause you know, cause you got uh Mexico and, and Big Boy, they had street guys too, part of the crowd, they had street guys too. So we know them guys too, you know, but it's like, okay, this is our people, this y'all people. So if y'all gonna do something, if y'all see Doogie, BG, or one of them dudes riding around, don't play, you know what I'm saying? Because we coming, you know. So um when Yellow did his song, he let it be known, man, because Bisco was a big boy too in the city. He was hot. Yeah. You know, so that's why he dropped that name. Listen, man, this is what it is. And Manny Fresh did that beat, man. Yeah. Cold. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then if you remember, the mystical dropped that one song where he kind of he kind of like subliminally kind of told what happened or whatever. I'm not gonna say too much on that, oh, but oh, what song? Oh, uh, well, yeah, 
Here, here I was. It here no, I go. He nah, it was another song where he was alluding to like some where he got some get back on uh one of the ULV members, uh, sister or something. Or I guess he was dating a sister. No, no, or something. no, no, do what you talking about. He had a song, uh, y'all heard y'all look at me. Here I go. He name dropped uh BG Yellow, all them name, but then when Yellow was killed, he took Yellow name out of it. Yeah, but what you talking about, um, about his sister, that's another guy that was supposedly killed his sister, right? And he speak on that, right? Right, right. That was a two different, that was two different songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on the mystical situation right now, man, as far as going through his third rape situation and having to deal with that? Um, when I first, because people had hit me up and wanted me to speak on that, and I was like, I'm not at liberty to just voice my opinion on his situation at the time. Um, but now that he's out, and I don't know his case, right, but it's, it, it's sad that um, this is a person third time. Now, we got to wait to see the facts, because we don't know if this girl trying to set him up to get paid or... If they got in the hotel and she realized I didn't want to do it now, or he he promised her some money, he had sex with her, and she now she mad and want to call the people. Um, I don't know, but I know this, and I tell a lot of people, man, um, when you in the entertainment world, you made it, why go backwards? You know, why you do that? Man, I just tell people, man, I've done enough time for all of us. You know, stay out here and enjoy your life, man. So um, that's why I stick with one girl, man, you know, hump her, you know, get tired. You know, just hump her some more, you know. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. Man, you got to get somebody you can trust, man, because yeah. a lot of these people be playing crackhead games, man. So I'll, for you, for somebody who had that much power, how did you navigate having all these women want to, you know, plot on you, maybe want to sleep with you? How did you navigate that when you start rising and getting that type of power? Well, back then it was different. Back then them girls wasn't screaming all this rape and all this crackhead stuff they're doing now. And you got to keep in mind, man, I would leave money here, money there. All my children, mother, all my children was taken care of when I was out. And nobody could say, and I took care of other children in the neighborhoods. And man, I had guys come to me from prison and be like, hey, yo, man, you know, something like, yo, what's up? Oh, he told him, come holler at you. Oh, here you go. You gonna give me all this? Yeah. Oh, how much you gotta bring back? I say, man, keep it because why would we beef behind some little change? You get yourself together, come back and scope from it. You know, so I've always took care of people, always showed love. So I didn't have that problem with women. And then I guess women might have thought I was crazy too. So it's like, yeah. you play, yeah. Now, <laughs> you know what I'm hey, you, you've always told people of a cautionary tale that women do not stay solid when you get locked up. Did that situation happen to you? Okay, how would I put this? Because I know I want. Oh my, shit! I don't want this phone to be ringing off the hook. Oh, <laughs> Realize you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you say stay solid, what you mean? Give me. Give I mean, me. you you have an expectation and they fell way short. Okay, I would say this. On uh, one of my children's mothers, I was like, I did dirt, I did wrong, and she knew I did wrong. So she waited till I went to prison and got some get back on me, like moved on. But <laughs> she got, hey, yo, she got me back, right? But I would say this though. Um, one thing I do respect, I've always seen my children. I was always able to call there. Um, the guy was there, he asked how 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 gangster feel about me being around the children. And I was like, well, first of all, already around so y'all already got that going no matter how I feel it's gonna happen anyway um but he was a cool guy he used to call her give me three-way I called all the women on the three-way um but I just felt that my main because I had two main women okay I felt that they should have waited and I'm being selfish I know this now right now yeah. but back then I was young so I felt that and I still feel like this now this part that women should wait until the all my, all, everybody, whoever in prison, yeah. appeal is exalted. Everything is over with. Whereas I know I'm stuck in here forever. Mm. Because, you know, you got a direct appeal, then you got, you go, you go appeal to direct appeal, then you can go to the Supreme Court. 
Okay, boom, once that's over, then you got a 2255, uh, uh, you can appeal that. So you got a 2241, you got different steps you can keep filing to get out of prison. So when the women, it's like they already be waiting on us to go. So once we go, oh, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Not all of them, let me say that, because you got some solid ones that, that'll ride it out. But for my part, um, I did dirt uh, to my baby mothers and to women, and I guess they felt like, okay, um, he taking care of home, he doing this and this, but now that you going to jail, boy, I'm out of here. So, <laughs> and let me tell you how I realized that it was over with. Let's go. Well, we in the county, we was in the jail. We, uh, we have a parish in Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, everybody else have county jail, so I'm gonna say, we, have, we was in a county jail, man, and uh, they stuff. We had, these, we had this pay phone, we had this hot wire phone where it'd be on all during the day, all night, right? Yeah. So uh, the guys, I had just got sent to that jail, so the guys would jam the, the cell up so they could sneak out four or five in the morning. Oh, damn. Now I had a co-defendant on the other side, so this other guy, he snuck out the cell, he go to the window, and man, my co-defendant tell me, he said, hey, he said, tell gangster, I just got the phone with his baby mother, and she just come from the club. Now, mine's just like five, something. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Man, you what? You just talk, she just, because when I was on the street, I didn't allow my, my, my main women to go to the club because I used to always say, when you go to the club, you, you got the nice body, them guys gonna grab your butt, they gonna disrespect you, and it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Um, so when he told me that, I was like, oh man. So I called her, right? What's going on? Uh, what did you, yeah, I went out. Da, da, da. I said, she, I said, what I told you, what you mean? The F? And she cussed. I said, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I said, you ain't never cussed when I was on the street. She said, I know. I said, yeah. Welcome oh, to the real damn, world. It's damn. over with. I said, it's over with. Acting the ass. <laughs> I said, it's over with. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, then uh, my other baby mother that was uh, in competition with her, when she found out, because she had uh, my stuff, I was about to say the call, but people going to know what I'm talking about, so I don't want to. <laughs> You know, yeah. but the other baby mom was like, yeah, she, she messed with such and such. I said, what? So I called. She's like, yeah, that's my friend. Da, da, da. I was like, oh, it's over with. Oh, so I was just like, man, you know what? I just stopped focusing on what's going on on the streets. Let me focus on what's going on in prison. Yeah, what well, you in control. jail, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, they, they, yeah. Bro they left me. They broke my heart. But uh, it's crazy. I'm surprised you never had that, like, uh, what's that baby boy, Jody, you know, where you once you get out, you go right to the house. You know do, what? Do, do, do. Let me introduce. Hey, sir, I'm back. I'm out. Bro, let me tell you what's crazy about that. I thought about that with one of my baby mothers uh, that live across the river. But as I got old, because at first, because my mind was, any woman I have sex with, you can always be for me, regardless. Right. I like that mindset. You know, my thing was, you know, once I have sex, I don't want to hear all the other stuff. So when I got ready, when, when, he, when he let me out of prison, I was like, okay, you're really home now. You don't have time to be going to play. And then you might go to this house and this dude, and this dude might be a stepper what they call, you know what I'm saying? And this yeah. man might have a tool and I don't have nothing on me. And you know what I'm saying? I, don't, I can't get crushed like that. I'd have right. been through all this to come on and let somebody behind, because you know they're going to say, oh, he got killed behind a piece of cat. Yeah, you, know that, you don't want that story. No, nah, man. You don't want that story like gonna, at all. That's why man, I need to find his maid. Did y'all, did he leave the <laughs> maid? Did he leave, did he leave <laughs> a canister or something? something man. <laughs> For real, that's not I got, Why we on the subject? Because somebody actually asked us a, a question, I posted your picture. They said, what are your thoughts on Charleston White? Man, um, Charleston is his own man, right? Um, one of my brothers who I do a podcast with, he don't like him. A lot of people don't like him. Um, I understand him. Um, I understand the entertainment side. I just pray that, you know, he um, stay, uh, protect himself, stay, uh, stay out of the, you know, the dangerous uh, areas because he say some real serious wild stuff. Boy, he don't be playing, man. you know? So 
Um, I just wish the brother success, and I know it's entertaining, but some things you you know, and I know people got their exercise their First Amendment, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it be time, man. I be like, I be bored. So I said, I'm gonna go look at Charles White. Never disappoint me. Yeah, I'm going when I click on his channel, he gonna have something to say, right? Yeah. But certain things I be like, whoa. Now like, whoa. He, he called you his hero. Yeah, uh, he said that man's my hero based on the situation of what you said on Vlad. Right. He said, "Man, oh man, he goes down in the guineas," um, which I will touch on. But before we even get to that, I gotta ask you, uh, uh, Big Meech. Mm -hmm. um, BMF is out. Uh, a lot of the youngsters are finding out what the Big Meech stuff was. I know even you said he was after your time, but now his, the BMF story's out there. But you were locked up with him too, right? Yeah, on the same compound. Yeah. So. Meeting the man and seeing the man and now seeing that, you know, the world is, you know, 50 Cent is putting his story out there. Look, his son is playing him. The world's going crazy. Um, how do you feel about his spirits when you were with him? And how do you feel, how do you think his spirits are now that his, that his story is getting played out for the world? I like that. When I first met Big Meech, well, let me back up. They, have a, they, have, they used to have what you call a 10-minute move in our prison, right? Where you got... 10 minutes to get where you want to go. Either to your unit, rec yard, law library, wherever you got to go, back and forth. So it was this guy that I had did time with years ago. I didn't recognize the guy. He had long dreads with some platinum diamonds in his mouth. And he had another kind of tall, light-skinned guy with braids in his head with him. So as I'm walking, I should walk fast because everybody's like, oh, they go to the second fastest man on the compound. That's how fast I used to walk because I got to get where I got to go. You know what I'm saying? Right, they used to call me the second man. So um, the guy was like, hey, yo, gangster, what's up? So I was like, as I'm walking, fell like, what's up, who you? Oh, I remember such, such, such. I said, I don't know, I don't remember you, bro. And I kept going. Later on that day, they was like, yo, Big Meech on the compound. So I was getting ready to go to the phone. I said, I said, how you look? They said, he a light-skinned dude. I said, oh, he was with the guy earlier that was speaking to me. I said, I must have made that guy look bad because Big Meech was just standing there. And at this time, Big Meech, I'm hearing about BMF when I was in the penitentiary. You know, he a legend, you know what I'm saying? So for him to be standing there being quiet and the other guy, trying to talk to me as I kept going, this must have been him because I'm pretty sure he must have told, because later I put it together, I said, he must have told Big Meech he know me. I said, well, I'm gonna clean it up. So uh, for dinner time, they used to let us just hang out on the compound. So I, um, we right by the chapel, like on the sidewalk. So I see Big Meech like, Big Meech like maybe like, I'm like right here, he maybe like, I'm like at this wall, he at this right here, but he talking every time he on, when he get a chance to make his way towards me, someone stopped him, what's up Big Meech? And I'm checking him out. We making eye contact, but it was taking him a, a little second to get to me. So I see the other guy earlier. I was like, oh, what's up, man? You need anything, you know, to make it look a lot better from what meets, you know what I'm saying? So um, when we finally get a chance to come together, the guy was like, yo, Big Meech, this gang, gang, the Big Meech. What's up with Sugar? And Meech was like, hey, man, uh, I've been wanting to meet you. My heart go out to you because I read about your interview in the Ozone magazine. You know, you're young, you had the lights in and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, what's up? I said, because I usually go straight to my unit. I'm like, well, come on, let's go to the rec yard and talk. So we go out. So Ben was like, man, listen, I was a biggie down the streets. And we, we was talking, right? I said, well, listen, man, now that your name rang, because at this time, I'm in the, the stage of me getting on a positive kick now. So Big Meech, I never forget that it was his exact word, man. I said, hey, man, you know, um, I see how these guys gravitate to you on this compound. Your name rang in BMF. I said, bro, you know, you're going to have to start doing interviews, do something positive. He said, man, look, if I do an interview, I'm gonna tell him also how to sell drugs and get away with it. I'm like, I said, listen, I said, bro, right now you a little bitter because the people gave you that time. I said, but you're gonna change the attitude later on, right? So he was cool with this old head named Lloyd from New York. So uh, me and Lloyd was cool, we was in the law library a lot. I said, hey man, 
I say, man, you doing the, this blog or whatever thing for Big Meech. Why don't you start doing some positive stuff? Because people don't want to talk, you know, hear from Big Meech and stuff. So he was like, he showed me. He said, see, I said, okay, yeah, you on the right thing. Because he was already, in, you know, in the process of doing this. So um, Big Meech, bro, I ain't gonna lie. That man got to that compound. And, man, he, he had some of the guys I would never think that would get BMF ENT on the left side of their neck, man. It was tattooed. And he made it clear. He said, listen. I'm not giving nobody no connect. I'm not hooking nobody up with nothing. I don't, I'm not doing nothing when y'all go home. So in other words, you know, people try to get with him just for, you know, the games. You know, for me, he's let it be known. Look, I ain't got nothing, not, nobody. I'm in jail doing my bid. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, man, bro, I, I, could, I, I literally remember 25 guys at the lunch will go to that rec yard with Big Meech. They go take over the weight pile. They're going to work out. They're going to hit the weights, do the little workout. And then after that, Big Meat's going, whoever got the wine, he's going to bottle the wine up, whoever's cooking food, he's going to bottle the food up, and he's going to sit in the cell or hang out and just talk war stories, just talk about on the streets, man. He was a very good, humble dude, man. Very humble dude, bro. I, I got to ask, if, if 50 Cent approached you and was like, we want to do the original Hot Boys series like we did BMF, who would you want to play you? Like, what actor? I, I, honestly, bro, I don't know. I just, just 50 Cent pull up on me, just give me the check. And you, just, just whoever, we gonna, we gonna work it out. you want to play with y'all, yeah, work that part out. Right. Get the money, you know what I'm I trust you. Yeah, I wouldn't get. Yeah, I mean, I and you know what's crazy, man? Um, Queen France and I have been trying to reach out to Fifty Cent when I first come on. We did a little. Uh, she showed me how to do something. She recorded me, sent it to him. I went on his Instagram, and I, don't, I guess I left a message. I know you get a lot of messages. I left a message because I was like, he did a. Uh, a documentary for a Magnolia Slim down my way. So I was like, okay, I'm working on a documentary. I need to hook up with him and let's do this stuff, you know? Yeah. But it's hard to catch those celebrities when you just you and your business partner, you know? Yeah. So it's been hard for me to contact them people. So I'm just doing it right. my yeah. own. We might have to connect the dots. Um, now I got to ask, there was one thing you said, and I'm just curious if you could touch on. Uh, you said you was part of one of the biggest federal <laughs> heists uh, while in prison for uh, almost over 200000 k Uh Man, can you touch on on that scenario, man? Because it's hard to get, it's hard to even come away with a, a 10K. All right, listen, man, I'm going to do this for y'all, man. Real I ain't never getting by this whole story, man. Realize And I'm going to do this home. He may be watching me, man. I got to get me some mace. Charles, hey, <laughs> homie, I'm in Texas, baby. I need some mace. You need a canister. Listen, man, listen, this is the irritant. Shout out to Charles and White, first yeah, of all. Yeah, man. Um, I come in this unit, and one of my Muslim brothers from Baltimore, he was like, hey, yo, man, old boy right there, man, he want to meet you. He was a, he was a brown-skinned Cuban. He had a brown-skinned Cuban. Uh, so he had a little thick mustache, right? So I was be watching him. And uh, yo, so he was like, man, he got money. You know, in prison, in federal prison, everybody got money. Everybody had boat, G4, G5s, hundreds of kilos, millions of dollars, bad bro. We all had that, so that's just federal life. Right now, they got people locked up for one bullet. But anyway, um, so I'm watching the guy, right? So the guy waiting to cut into me. So he would give my celly a bunch of magazines. So I was like, oh, okay, checking him out, right? So when my celly goes to the hook, because like how a federal prison goes sometimes, if there is a fight, like say if some bloods have a fight, they're going to go and lock up all the head gang members and, you know, to make sure everything is okay, it's not going to be a domino effect, blah, blah, blah. So my celly was a big blood from Baltimore, so they lock him up. So I got the guy at property. I said, I gotta make sure the guy get his magazines back. So um, I go and say, hey, he go your property. Oh man, thank you. I've been wanting to talk to you. I got a bunch of books and magazines. 
Oh, I buy food from the kitchen. Now, mind you, a lot of guys bring chicken and fish out the kitchen, but they have it tucked under their balls and head. So yeah. I was like, nah, I'm good on that. I don't want that, bro. I appreciate it, though. Yeah. But um, so, uh, you know, we talk, we talk, we say, hey, any kind of magazine, the books you want, I'll order it for you. So I was like, all right, that's cool, you know? So I say, um, so I had this other person that was in prison with me. He had reached out to me and sent me an email. He was like, listen, man, if you give me $25,000, I can get you out of prison. So I saw the email, right? I left it there. So I said, let me see what type of time this guy, because you got some guys who are not into cooperation, period. You got some guys who can't stand snitches or rats in prison. And you got some guys who want to get out of prison, that are paid to get out of prison. Right. So I said, come here. I go and bring him to the computer. I said, look at this. He read it. He was like, oh. So he don't say that. We leave. It's child time. Bro, I'm going to say like from our dorm to where the child hall is like a, a street block. So when we get there, we're outside in the line. His exact words were, hey, man, do that really work? I said, oh, I got me. <laughs> so look what I do. I got my homeboy, right? He home now, right? Uh, this was our thing. This was our little slogan. I'd be like, I finesse y'all, and I press him. So um, I could cock a play on my homeboy. I said, listen, we going we to. And I got in trouble for this, so that's why I'm able to speak about this. Yeah. And my prosecutor found out about this. She tried to, uh, she tried to recharge me, and um, actually she put it in my motion. That's why she, 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 yeah, she tried to get me 40 years. A lot of this stuff, yeah. a lot of stuff I'm telling y'all is gonna be the document. I'm gonna be able to put some of the paperwork. This stuff I'm telling you about, all this was put in the paperwork. Yeah. So um, and no cap, y'all, no cap to cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no cap. It's to check out so, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, so uh, the first thing we did was we charged them twelve thousand dollars. We had the money sent. And then uh, the guy who I was dealing with on the street, I was like, you know what? I could keep all this money. I don't really need him because this iron, this not gonna really happen. So this guy got mad and wrote a letter to the guy who sent the money, and uh, wrote a letter to me. And so happened, this I played out perfect. The SIS, which is like a uh, investigation officer, was coming up the walk, coming to our dome. You just come through the dome, see what's going on, or the snitches got notes, whatever the case may be. So he said, I said, give me that letter, give me that letter. He didn't get a chance to read all the email because in those emails. It was incriminating because me and the guy was talking back and forth, how we're going to get the money with all he got to do. So the guy who paid the money, he didn't get a chance to read it. And I'm happy he did it because the SIS company spooked him. He got scared. So I said, give it in. I raised it. I said, oh, man, you better get me busted. So I tore it up. So um, I, I, I abandoned that mission. So I said, listen, man, this is what we're going to start doing, man. I got somebody else, man, but you got to pay, man. You got to pay $25,000. So he's like, all right, that's no problem. So um, man, I still got the receipts. Everything I'm telling you, I got the receipts where his people sent me one time, man. They sent me $15,000 one time, right? So we had this motion made up where we told him, um, when you get out of prison, you're not going to have to, you, you're going to be able to tow the gun again. Your state record going to be clean. Your federal record going to be clean. We used to put a sign up on the door because when you got legal mail, I know he might be mad at me right now, but y'all about to get me in trouble. We used to put a sign up on the door, right? And they say legal mail. He's like, yo, the, the mail here. So I used to be like, listen, man, this stuff classified. We can't give you this paperwork, but, uh, I can let you read what's going on. He's like, all right, let me read it. You're reading, you're reading. So when his, we'll give him a release date that he's going to come up. When that release date come, I come up with an excuse. Like one of my excuses, I came up, I said, hey, man. I said, I don't know who it is, bro, but it's somebody that's talking, that's pillow talking. And now the feds don't want to let you out, man. I said, I'm, it's three people, man. So he's like, well, what it is? So I said, I found out who one of them is. I said, it's my selling, man. He was running his mouth. And now the people mad. They don't want to do the, the deal. So... He go and go tell his people what was going on. I said, man, you told, you told the man, the man that? I said, well, man, you in trouble now. I run to my cell. I said, hey, like your man, Sally. Go up on the price. So my cell in the bed, I said, hey, man, this man has told the people your name, what was going on, why you can't, why you can't get out of jail. So he's like, oh, I ain't tripping. That's another $10,000. He's like, all right, don't worry, I'll pay it. Right. 
So then I say, I say, yo, I found out who the second person is, bro. I say, man, but it's gonna be fifteen thousand dollars, man, because we gotta get this person to change his mind, change his statement. I said, this guy was a confidential informant, and he had one of his little homies to kill a federal informant. So that's federal. They're trying to get this man a death penalty. So they're not, he's not gonna be able to testify for you, man. So he said, who it is? I told him who it was. It was a guy that was in the jail. Oh man, tell him we are paid for him instead. I said, all right. So we got that done. So listen, the dude, the dude who I had playing his role was in the cell crying for real, right? So I walk in the cell. And I'm like, man, we, we acting now. I'm about to cry. I'm like, man, you crying for real. Like, he really played this role real good, yeah. right? <laughs> Bro. So, uh, so the last person was this, uh, was this homosexual that do law work. Um, him and his boyfriend was in the gym together. I said, I said, y'all want to make 2000 right quick? He was like, yeah. I said, all right, just be cool. Just stay in the gym. Don't ask no other questions. I'm going to come in and out the gym. So he's like, all right. So I go out and say, man, the third person, that's, that's the, uh, he may be dead now because I think he had HIV anyway. Um, he had a DC. I said, um, I said, man, you know, he do law work for me, man. And I slipped and told him, and now he wrote a statement on you, man. You know, it's gonna be 20 grand to get this straight. He was like, actually, would they take 1500 I said, man, come on, man, that man got life and his boyfriend got 200 years. You think they gonna take you tripping out? You wanna stay in jail? All right, I'll pay it. So I go in the gym for a while. I said, look, I'm gonna have that 2000 city, y'all don't worry. I made 18 off that lick. So um his this how this is why the federal uh because the prosecutor wanted to know why. The people in the prison, because what happened was, uh, this is how we get in trouble. It's me, my celly, and my homeboy from my city. We had to stay in prison where they be playing sex games, like dude go to play or grabbing their butt or talking sexual talk. So my celly used to like, I mean, my homeboy used to like to play these games. My celly wasn't really on it, but my celly liked to joke and clown a lot. So as they go to playing and talking, then they'll get serious about the fight. So I would break him up. Man, you go to your cell, you get out of here and you tripping. So my homeboy, he was like, man, gangster, my homie, he's supposed to take my side. This is my cellmate I got to sleep with. This is my Muslim brother, first of all, and my cellmate. Yeah. I'm not about to take your side and you about to go home. I got to live here with this man. Yeah. Man, six Street, big old black, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, he, so what happened was one day we had three computers. Um, I went to one computer and it was a, a kind of like a handicapped guy. He had a, a wheel thing, um, white guy. Go to the computer. My homie ran to the computer, but the guy beat him to the computer. So they have a little argument. So my homie like, man, put a penis in your mouth. The guy said, put it in your mouth. And my homie's backhand slap. So you know, that guy told him, he said, listen, either check yourself in or I'm going to tell the people you assaulted me. Now, mind you, my homeboy, this, he never had a diamond Chinese money. He used to get high on the street. So now I got him with like $60,000 on his books. And he's going home the next month. The guy wound up going to tell the people he got, he got locked up. So now while he was locked up, he said, hey, I didn't speak to SIS. He go tell SIS, hey, me and this guy here concocted a plan to run a scam on this guy. Damn. So now the SIS started investigating. Damn. They checking on the phone records and all this, and now my name in the middle of everything. Damn. So now they contact the prosecutor, um, sent the information there. The prosecutor wanted to uh, charge her, but the, reason, the only problem was this didn't happen in New Orleans. It happened in Florida. On that compound, so they had to charge us. Okay. And uh, the reason why I can talk about that is because the statute of limitation is up on that. There yeah. You go. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. But yeah, they got phone records. They got the uh, oh, the, his people were smart. So this is what they would do. This is why the SIS couldn't seize our, couldn't freeze our money. His people had a green dot cards back then, but they would have a different name. So they they, they would send me money on a, under a fake name. They sent him money under a fake name. They sent him money under a fake name. So when the SIS investigated, they did like if it came from his family, then. It would have been something different, but it, it came from different names, so they couldn't even take our money. So 
Oh yeah. But the prosecutor, she wanted me with 40 years. She was mad about that. Oh yeah, nah, she gonna be mad. She gonna watch that documentary though. Yeah. <laughs> she gonna watch that documentary oh, yeah. though. They own that. How many, how many people do you think is gonna be real salty after that documentary drop? It sounds like you got some stories. Um, it's gonna be a lot of people, but this is what I'm learning as I go along about the documentary. Because there's a lot of stuff about cash money, a lot of stuff that um, I plan to put in, I, I want to put in there. But as I've spoken with some people higher up, they was like, you know, when you do a documentary, certain people, you got to get permission to speak about them. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I got to tweak it. I got to do this and that, but people going to know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not going to put no incriminating thing when somebody go to jail. Cause you know, they already called me a rat and snitch, so I can't do that. You know, I got my shirt. You can call me. Don't, don't call me collect. <laughs> don't call me, yeah. call me, yeah, don't call me collect. Talk um, to me. But it's going to be interesting. Um, Queen Francis and I are working on it. She went half with me, put the money up. Because I wasn't going to do that Shout out Queen Francis, yeah. Shout out Queen Francis. Man, listen. Listen to me. I'm going to be honest with y'all, bro. When I first come on, when I first come on, they shot me straight to New Orleans. So I'm riding around and calling my mother. And I'm every call pad, I'm looking at it. You know, I'm like, boy, cars are going to turn the way we turn. Cars are going to go the way we're going. I said, Mama, I hear what you're saying, man. I don't have a tool on that. You tripping. I'm just thinking about, oh, and I see these young boys, different corners and different hoods with stuff sticking out their shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I say they got, yeah, yeah, they got foreign stuff now, the stuff I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. They ain't had when I was out, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I ain't about to let them little boys. So um, I got on the phone Birdman. He was like, why you down there? Get it from down there, sit it You hooping hot on the phone. Like, so I, I had a, a female I had knew that lived out here in Texas. I was like, yo, um, let me use your address to come on out. So she was like, all right, you come on out. I said, but listen, I did 23 years and 10 months. I'm not coming home to you to be your man, but I need to come there and whatever happens. She said, all right, I respect at least you telling me the truth, blah, blah, blah. But I wish we just get to the point where we touch each other. I said, oh, you're a cute woman. I'm uh, humping you, but you know, let me see. Cause I don't want to play them games with women. Oh, I'm gonna come on to you. And then I get out and it's all kind of, cause man, <laughs> listen. <laughs> bro, don't, don't send me back, goddammit. Listen, man. Don't, don't send me back. That's what I'm saying. They play them crackhead games, bro. <laughs> and there's so much stuff out here. So I was like, man, I'm happy I ain't play with her like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Um, and, and I want to ask you, too, because, you know, uh, even coming home and having a situation set up, uh, Berman, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you told, you know, of course, you, to, you told everything that happened on Vlad as far as, you know, y'all relationship while you was in there and even getting out. Um, but with what you have done with Hot Boys, uh, with your story with New Orleans, um, do you feel like, even outside of documenting everything else, do you feel like, you know, that you're old? more than what was even given, you know, even in your time as far as, um, you know, they, they took care of you, Slim took care of you. Do you feel like you, ha- you, in your mind, do you have a percentage of this? Like, I have a percentage of what all that was. I, it's, I can't put my, my, the exact percentage, but I do have a percentage of what that is. Real talk, bro, yeah. I feel like, this is what I feel, I feel that it should have been, a, and this is what he told me on the phone when I first got out, that I should have a couple of million dollars put up. You know, that's just, but then I look at this. Uh, I thank God that I'm home. And I was like, you know what? Maybe if I would have came straight on to the millions or they would have got all these fancy calls for me, uh, I, maybe I wouldn't be able to reach out to the average youth right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I had this stuff planned when I was in prison. But you know, when you come home, how people use that excuse, that this obstacle got in my way. So now I can't preach my message to these youth, to these children that need me. So, um, but I, I feel that I should have gotten you know, a, a nice 
Big yeah, lump I mean, sum. A couple millions is less than one percent of you know evaluated company of Cash Money Records. Bro, listen, they'd have gave me one million, I'd have been happy. <laughs> I'm telling you, one million, man. Did you see what was going on? All the the situations with Baby while you was in there, from uh, the kiss to Wayne, from the Breakfast Club, you know, respect yeah. on my name, uh, getting with Tony Braxton. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as seeing him, seeing your brother go through through all, through all these you know things well, on the Rawls. internet? Yeah, Rick Rawls, beef with Rick Rawls, and. Um, as a brother and family, some of the stuff I used to be upset with, and I used to be like, okay, man, that's still my family, that's still my bro, like, you know, you playing, you know, but um, the, the Rose situation, I felt that when Rose name dropped, uh, Jay Prince, um, the, the dude out in Cali, when he dropped a few names, he said he gave him the game. First thing I thought, these are some well-respected men. So if they gave you the guy, I know the first thing they told you, mind your business. So that should have never been a diss song. You talking about Baby Wayne, Caddy, whatever they situated they had, that was them. You know what I'm saying? That should have been something. But, you know, he made his song. He did what he did. Um, that was my take on it. Yeah. And, and honestly, I came close to taking that same beat and speaking back to him, you know, because that's, that's, you know, that's family. Yeah, that's day, family you know today. We're going to, yeah, we're going to, like, uh, listen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I had reached out to Birdman. I told him, I said, look, man, I'm about to get or bought or recalled me, man, I'm about to go. He was like, nah, man, leave that alone. You know? How is Slim able to stay so low? We, we never, I don't even think we've seen a doc, uh, 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 interview or nothing from Slim. Yeah, that's an interview with him. Um, <laughs> like, what, what does he mean? Yeah, he rich listen, as hell just chilling. Like. Listen, man, let me tell you what Slim do. Sometimes I might call something like, when I was impressed, I said, bro, what you doing? And I was sitting on the sofa watching TV. I was like, watching TV? I say, man, it's man, but he always home watching TV. He ain't going out. He ain't doing that club stuff. He's sitting home watching TV. He gonna watch this. Yeah, shout out to Slim, man. Yeah, Not for real, this, man. man. Yeah, stay, stay silent. Stay yeah, silent. Yeah, he gonna watch this. Now we do have to ask you know, as again, you're wearing the shirt. You know, uh, you went back and forth with Boosie. You know, Boosie's been on our platform. Uh, you know, uh, you know, to go to go at that to go at that entity. You know, Boosie. You know, and mind you, a lot of people didn't know who you were. They didn't know Birdman had a brother. They were finding out, like, who's this Terrence Gangster Williams? But then they're coming to terms now that after they do a little research, they're like, okay, shit, I, okay, we know now. Um, was that for you when, when he responded to, when he did the Vlad situation, talking about your interview with Vlad, did you immediately want to say something about that right then and there? Or did you have to, like, kind of sit back and process, like, damn, Boosie kind of trying to de dethrone, dethrone what, I, what I did? Did you have to, like, kind of evaluate what you wanted to say and do? No. <laughs> Immediately I wanted to attack. Let me tell y'all something. Immediately I made a video, right? I still got that video in my phone. I didn't put it out because there were certain business propositions and other stuff that was going on with people I knew that was dealing with Boosie. And I was like, I don't, want, I don't know how this is going to play out. Because I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm out here by myself. I got my nephew with me, but other than that, I don't run with nobody, I don't do that. So it's like, I don't care, you know what I'm saying? But then I thought about the other people that's around me. I had to, you know, worry about their well-being. So I didn't put that video because I went, I would, that stuff I did, that was like a, what you call rated PG. I did a rated R at first. Oh, wow. Um, but I was, I was, I looked at it both ways. I was like, wow, Boosie really just showed me some love. He threw me in the alley hoop and I slam dunked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. So I was like, good looking out. You know what I'm saying? Because what he did was, he, he's right, he's a, he have a title to his opinion, you know, but the way he put on, he made it, now, I would say this, 
he put me on a, a high pedestal that I don't feel I should be on. Because when he made a statement about a lot of these dudes bottling me, a lot of da, 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 man, it's a lot of gangsters in my city. It's a lot, I got a lot of love, a lot of respect in Angola. He right about that. But I don't think it's to that magnitude the way he put it. But I was like, okay, boy, he, he really dressing this joint up for me, making it look good. I got to take it and run with it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have a problem with Boosie. I don't have beef with Boosie. Um, he, he let you know he was somebody that he had respect for me. He liked he, the stories he heard. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was in the streets, I was in the streets. So, but I just want Boosie and them to understand I, I'm not in the streets anymore. Now, I understand I messed up y'all legend book or whatever the gangsters or whatever the case may be. But history is always going to be there. No matter what you call me, no matter what you say, how you feel about Terrence Gangster Williams, history has already been made. Yeah, but I think the thing that that hit the hardest a lot for a lot of people was you said he was in protective custody, right? And then for a lot of for, for people, they look at Boosie as one of the most gangster rappers. He beat death row. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So was that ex was that accurate or was that? No, that wasn't accurate. That okay. wasn't accurate. Gotcha. Um I apologize for that. And I'm apologize again to Boosie for that. Um one of my co-defendants was uh like, yeah, man, you know, Boosie was in protective custody. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like, oh yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm like, but I know when I called, I mean, when Boosie sent word to me, it was a guy out here in Texas. Um, he lived in Houston. He used to reach out to a lot of celebrities, a lot of people in prison. So he, had, he would write me, he would write Boosie. And uh, Boosie sent word, hey, yo, tell gangs I got a book I'm trying to sell. Or do you want to buy my book? Whatever the case may be. Yeah. So I was like, a town like, nah, I ain't really interested in buying a book. You know what I'm saying? I got my own book. I got my own life. Now, now I would say this here. That's something I'm mad I didn't do because Boosie didn't blew up big. I would yeah, you see, yeah, he kind of, yeah, outside of music, he... <laughs> Come on, man. Damn. I had a chance to get that book. Whatever book it was, he was trying to say I had a chance to get it. had a chance to. Um, so, and I got a lot of guys in Angola that love me to this day, still respect me, still look up to me, still be reaching out to me. Um, when I heard he was there, I was like, yo, man, make sure Boosie good. Make sure you look out for him. So they said, well, man, he already in protective custody. So now, that's all I remember. So I ain't thinking nothing of it, you know what I'm saying? But when he came at me, I was like, look, man, this is the word I got back that you was in protective custody. So, and I know how Angola ran, you know what I'm saying? I've never been to Angola, but I got so, I got a code of feeling when we were juvenile. He in Angola, him and my other home in Angola, they've been locked up since 1992 for a murder they didn't commit. So I got a lot of people that's in Angola, man. I'm talking about a lot of people that's in Angola that still holler at me to this day. So when they said that, I was like, all right, well, I know these men ain't gonna lie on them, but then I realized there are guys that don't like you, that's jealous and envy of you. Now, I would say this, I got stories from when he was in Winfield, I mean, Wade, went up that jail. I got a homie named Kedai Derrick that robbed him for his groceries. Cause you know, when you come from commissary, you can get jacked. Uh, we went to DCI, he slept right next to my blood brother. Mm. And my blood brother had to teach him a lot of stuff there. It was, uh, I got a picture of a guy that used to extort him, that used to get the cigarettes, he used to buy these cigarettes. So I got a lot of this stuff. But then when I realized um, a lot of people uh, start coming out the Woolworth, uh, talking bad about Boosie, uh, giving up all these different um, stories about him. I was like, man, I'm tearing another black man down. You know? <laughs> Does that happen a lot when uh, you see someone with a celebrity status come into a general population? Uh, you know, you have like Young Thug and Gunna, you know, uh, Wife and Lucha. You hear stories about things that happen to them. Do they be a target? Like for like when you were in, when you uh, sat down, do people know when someone of a celebrity stature comes into a prison system? And do they be like a target for people? Like, ooh, I'm a yeah, man. Listen, bro. Keep in mind is this: in prison, I'm gonna speak on federal. I've been in state, but I'm gonna speak on federal because I did half my life in federal. Yeah. And in federal, you around people from all around the United States. So you got this thing is you got to keep in mind, you tough, I'm tough, we're going to see who the toughest. Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of guys that got forever in the day that people didn't left them, turned their back on them. So now if you're a celebrity, you got money. So now you got guys that like to 
They'll run in your cell with a handkerchief with a big knives, rob you. You have guys that have come through. Uh, listen, man, look, we run this compound. We got this, this. Look, send this money here. We're going to make sure you're all right. So you're going to have security with you. You're going to walk to the commissary, walk to the rec yard. Um, it's all kind of extortion games that go on in federal prison. So um, when you come there, yes, you are a target. Now, when you get there, there's no such thing as, oh, I'm burning by myself. But I'm going to say this. I take that back. There is a such thing you can run by yourself. However, if you go in that commissary all the time and you got a lot of money on your books, the wolves, the hyenas, they're going to watch you. And they find out what state you're from, they're going to pull up on your car. Like, hey, yo, y'all don't rock with such and such? And now he by himself. You're going to get rained down on. They're going to rob you. They're going to stab you. Or they're going to jack you. You're getting off that compound some kind of way unless you pay that bill. <sighs> and with celebrities, what they would do, not in federal, but in state, they would put you in PC first and then put you in certain like little cell block how they did Boosie. Yeah. So you're not really in general probably running around. You're in these little cell blocks, so you're not really, you know what I'm saying? You're not yeah, really with the lion, tigers, and bears. But you know what I'm saying? But one of my homies that was in Angola, he hit me on Facebook through his people. I got the message right here. And he was telling, he said, listen, man, there is a such thing because Charleston Whitenham did an interview and did something with a homie from Angola that did a lot of time. He was like, there's no such thing as Angola. I mean, PC. But my homie hit me on Facebook. He was like, look, man, there is a such thing as PC. He said, no, Boosie wasn't on PC. He said, but there is, a, there is a PC. He said, he was in Camp J. That's a cell block, working cell block. Yeah. My homie hit me and said, I said, all right, cool. But at this point, the damage had been done. So I was like, I don't really care. Yeah. What it is, you know? Let them figure it out. Now, I want to ask you, uh, you know, as far as your situation, they came down on you with wiretapping uh, your phone. And I, I like how you said, I didn't know the prime code phone could get tapped. Yeah, but, man. Um, what, what are your thoughts now, you know, with YSL? They was able to actually, from what they say, uh, the federal government was able, or the state government was able to put tapped phones to the prison guards, give it to the prisoners to then listen in on calls while Young Thug and them was free. And then they're now using the lyrics against them in, you know, for court proceedings. Um, so which goes beyond wiretapping. Now they're using, you know, what I'm, what I'm rapping about, if I'm, if I'm even implicated in a RICO case, uh, it could be used against me. How do you feel about that? Because, you know, to me, freedom of speech... It's still First freedom Amendment. of speech, yeah. Oh, the First Amendment, that's not right. The price should have hit below the belt. The DA probably hit below the belt. That ain't right. Because you got guys that just, like you said, rapping about stuff they hear in the street, street stuff. And what the prosecutor's doing, or the DA's doing, they bring this stuff into court to try to convince the jury, like, look, he's guilty. And you got a lot of rappers, man, that have never been in the streets, that just rapping on what they heard, and now they're getting caught up with these big uh, conspiracy cases, and they're using that thing. That ain't cool, man. That ain't right. So people need to come together, and I heard they was trying to pass a law for them to keep the lyrics out. Um, and I had just reached out to some guys where I left them because I've been to the law heavy. But since I got out here, man, Goliath, I, I just forgot about a lot of that stuff in chat. But <laughs> got off the boots yeah, but I got to let you strike. Nah, yeah, it, you can live, you know, live your damn yeah, life, goddammit. Yeah, bro. But that's serious. That's something that um, uh, people need to, because there's a lot of music fans out here. So we need to let, hey, man, whatever these people are doing on, on wax is on wax. But y'all taking this stuff in the court, that ain't right. Because I know a guy who got convicted of that out of New York. Rod Diggs, they, they use his lyrics against him. Yeah. You know, that stuff ain't cool, man. That ain't right. And you had, uh, you had eight co-defendants in your situation, right? Correct. They were all released before you. Yes, everybody. Uh -huh. Damn. Um, they have 28 in their situation. Um, do you feel out of 28 people, some of them may fold and take up? Of course. Damn. Man, they already didn't fold and gave it a statement. Let, let me tell you how to... See, they're in a state, though. So the Fed, when you give statements, you're not going to know who tell it on you until the day of trial or the day before. You know what I'm saying? So, man, that's 28 people, man. Them people gonna go throwing them football numbers. A lot of them dudes ain't gonna be able to handle that. 
Nah, for real. I, I think you, you, uh, you, your lawyer was given to you, but some people have to deal with a, a court appointed and shit. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. And the court appointed don't care. They just trying to get the deal. Listen, let me tell you what my lawyer had told me though. The paid attorney, he came to see me. He said, "Listen, man. See, the government said they'll give you three years. Now, mind you, I'm looking at twenty years. My CCE was twenty to life, mandatory twenty on a cop out. So at the time, y'all like, you know what? I'm gonna take them twenty, get out of the way. So he come and he said, "Hey, man, the people say they give you three years if you tell on Birdman." I said, nah, man, it's the same man just paid you. Why you would come? I said, man, I'm not doing this my family, man. You tripping. What they, what they want you to tell on? Like, they, uh, they, heard, they heard about a lot of murders, a lot of alleged, you know, lies and drugs, you know. They, they, they yeah, they, they're, they're fishing. Right. But they want you to give me something. Well, see, this was, no, this what happened with the, how the feds work. See, if this sofa right here get busted, and they go with what you call the round table, uh, down our way, we call it the brief. Some people call it profit hearings, right? You sit down with the, with the government. And they give all these statements. Oh, yeah, such and such did this, such and such did this, such and such. So the FBI writing all these stuff down. So now whoever went in there might have said something on cash money or Birdman, whatever the case may be. So the, so the federal government got this information. So now when I come into prison, you know, get locked up, now they tell me, like, hey, tell them we heard all this kind of stuff. Can he verify some of this stuff for us? Because we got this here from different informants. So they was like, man, tell them we'll give them three years. That's just get out of jail. I said, I ain't doing that. So when I got the life in 20, it's a police officer, Lynn Davis, he got the death penalty. They wanted me to come back and, at his death sentence and they were going to give me 20 years. I thought about it, but then my mother was like, Taryn, he was your friend before he became your enemy, so don't go and do that. I left that alone, you know, so um, they, yeah, they play, uh, they play, man, I'm federal, they're they, they going to they gonna throw a little something in your face now. Now, now you, you and it, it could be a name of a book or a movie, you said, uh, and I quote, you said, um, I made the rules and I broke the rules. Yes. Um, you were looking at life plus 20, which technically you weren't, you're not supposed to be here right now. You're not supposed to see the light of day. Um, yeah. It's lockdown right now. Four o'clock stand up count in the feds. See, so you already know, uh, you're, you're already instituted, you're routined. And here you free, you're free to do whatever the, so when they, when. I need that thing. Y'all don't got that thing. I can put yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah let, me, let, me, let me lay back. Let me recline. <laughs> Real, man. Um, when it comes to, again, it's, it's you and, you know, only you could decide to do what you do, um, but you decide to say, hey, let me see what I could give them to get out early. Um, did you know? Early. Not early, not early. So I guess the question is, did you know what they were going to do after you said, let me try to give them something? Um, and I know the records are sealed. I know you have the records as far as whatever, whatever you did, but as far as to try to get my sentence reduced, did you know, like, okay, I could probably get out when I'm this age or what, I could probably get out next month or in two years. Did you see that, or were they? Did you feel they were playing with you, wanting to just, hey, tell us something? Well, this is what happened. I feel they were playing because early on, I I got with the state and gave up some murders. Right, got an immunity, closed the murders. The feds wrote a letter. It's in my docket sheet. Anybody who put my docket sheet, you'll see the five K letter, right? The five K letter is public records. But what the feds did was, okay, we're gonna write a letter to the judge. But however, you ain't tell about these other two murders right here. The other two murders had something to do with my co-defendants that I looked at as brothers. I couldn't tell them that. If I give you this, you're going to give me immunity. But then the statement I give you, these two guys, you're going to arrest them. They're going to be held accountable for this. So now I didn't it on my men. So I had to, uh, I couldn't give it up. So then the judge said, well, by the preponderance of the evidence, I feel like you found guilty for these murders. I mean, I feel you guilty of these murders. Life. This gave me life. I didn't get a chance to go to trial. I was never indicted at all for these murders. So now, oh, that's fucked. So you're basically saying you trying to 
they they tack that shit on after the fact. Yeah, my my case is public record. You if you get my sentencing transcript, you will see what the judge say. But this is crazy. For the judge told my co-defendant, listen, I feel you orchestrated these murders. I feel you the one had the gun. All this here, but you gave my co-defendant four hundred eighty months. Then you came back and reduced his sentence, but you kept me with the life sentence that you told my co-defendant you believe he the one that orchestrated these homicides, but yet you keep me with the life sentence. That's crazy. You know, you never indict me. You never charge me for these murders. You just say, hey, life, get out of here. Twice. They gave me life twice for two oh, months. Yeah. That, that sounds like that's some bullshit anyway. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what they did me. Let me ask you, how many people do you think, because like you said, um, with the, the Trump first act and all these things, right. you were, you know, you're able to, um, how many people do you think are still in prison that could be out right now if they just knew the information? Man, it's plenty of people. But see, this is the thing with that first step act. If you're in prison stabbing people, fighting, getting a lot of write-ups, now the judge can say, okay, you had this little drug back then that you was bound by the guideline, but now... You can get out because of this. However, I'm going to deny your motion because you haven't learned your lesson. You're still in prison. Uh, you got caught with a cell phone. Or uh, you had a fight with this person here. You assaulted this officer. So the judge can deny your motion just because of that. No facts. Um, and I got to ask because, you know, you made your name in New Orleans, you know, Uptown Magnolia. I mean, you made your name in that city. And it was something that, that you said that hit me when you said uh, you didn't quite take in that you were doing life in prison until you saw Hurricane Katrina happen in 05. Wow. What was that for you to see your city flooded underwater, the bodies you know, washed up you know, in lower, lower New Orleans? That was the first time I cried like a baby, man. I really cried, because I was used to seeing something like that in other countries. You know what I'm saying? You see that on the CNN on news, oh, this country's flooding, this, this. For that to be in the United States and at home in New Orleans, man, listen, then, what really blew me, because I was talking to my mother, and she was like crying on the phone. She was like, where she lived at, the water, the houses was going underwater. So she was like, listen, man, my grandfather, like, my daddy don't want to leave. She said, uh, but I'm not going to leave my dad in this house. So the water started going. Then I called one of my baby mother. I was like, yo, what's up? She said, last time I talked to your mother, she was on the phone crying, saying she wouldn't leave the house, but she don't want to leave her dad in this house. So now the house is under the water. So I was like, man, my dad, my mother died like a soldier. That's the first thing in my mind. So I called Slim. I said, hey, man, look, my was in the house. He said, I'm going to call them, some police I know, and I'm going to get the police to go down there and check the house because the water was going down. So uh, I had just took Shahada to become Muslim, and the brothers were like, hey, I just be patient. You know, you got to. But I'm like, man, I just took Shahada. Y'all, Dean, y'all, E-Man, it's higher than mine. I don't, right now, man, that's, that's what you want to get one mother. This lady been riding with me since I was a child on to now, you know. So um, I cried like a baby, too, and uh. And then I got a call, uh, so the chapel called me to the chapel, and uh, my mother had called and sent, I got the call, I called her, they had came to Dallas, Texas, and uh, the, cap, the people at some shelter gave her a call, my grandfather was 80-something at the time, 90, because he died at 102, he was 102 when he died, uh, but yeah, man, that was him. Now, I, I do got to ask you before we get out of here, I know we run on time, um, the Vlad interview. That was one of the most dopest interviews I've seen. But do you think you gave it up just a little too much on there? Because I was like, this is the most raw, uncut interview I think I've ever seen. No, because think about this. There are people that send words to Queen France saying, hey, he said some stuff, but it's some unanswered questions. This, 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 they broke it down, right? And I was like, some stuff I left out because I got, a, I got my documentary coming. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, if, that, if that's just a little bit of the story. 
Nigga, that's just a little bit shit, man. That gotta be the most anticipated documentary. But let me show y'all something. Now think about this here. I didn't go in detail on on Vlad about the money I hit for. And I just did that with you all. Yeah, no, that's facts. That's facts. So, you know what I'm saying? Real life shoot stars. Let me show you something. When Queen Frank interviewed me for my documentary, when I got shot, it's some stuff I didn't put what happened, the retaliation part, and what happened at the hospital. I didn't bring that up. So it's, it's a lot of stuff that people will be like, hey, 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 wait, you touching on this in the doc? No, no. Yeah, yeah, that's in the doc. Hey, man, what is the doc coming yeah, to? Miniseries? Um, what is this live show? We need to be in that bitch, man. Y'all Where's the red need car? to ask Queen Fran when that doc coming. Okay, right, okay. Yeah, nah, for real, because this, this might be one of the untold Hollywood stories <laughs> yeah. that, shit, man, it's a movie. Hey, yeah. Before we get out of here, man, plug get that dope-ass podcast that you got. You be going live oh, on every yeah. day, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, I got... On my, I got two podcasts that I work from. I got my personal one is Gangster uh, with the Dash, the original hot boy. And I got the one with Queen Francis and I. It's called Capity Cap Podcast. Capity Cap. Yeah. Because they be Capity Capping on that. That's C-A-P-P-I-T-Y, C-A-P Podcast. So um, we do a lot of skits. We do a, we touch on a lot of topics. Like um, we just did one other day, like should women uh, stay solid with the men when they go to prison or how long should they? I saw that. I saw that. Uh, okay, we talked about loyalty. the other night, yeah. Yeah, we, we got a few things we talk about uh, on the Capital Cap podcast. And I thank you all for letting me shout that out. This is yeah, a big nah, I, want, I, want, I want people to stop and go to that because y'all y'all raised some questions that even me and my girl got looking at like, okay, should we be talking about yeah. this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, and then you said Dallas was the number one. Yeah, yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas shout, shout out to Dallas, man. Shout out to Dallas. Listen, man. Shout out to Dallas. But let me tell y'all something, though. Because one of my people hit me and told me, he said, because I guess they, some of the people in New Orleans got a little offended, right? They said, well, gangster, you got to keep in mind, when Katrina hit, a lot of people went to take it. So that's true. That, so that is like, true. I said, y'all. That is true. That's true. Exactly. That's, that's true. Like, but that's true, Dallas, like, Texas is the number one city that hold us down, man. Shout out to Dallas, Texas. I love you all. Thank you all. Yeah, yeah. Please keep supporting. We're going to keep it coming. For sure. Um, oh, and we got, also, we got the Queen France World, uh, Queen France World on uh, Instagram. I mean, uh, what do you call it? YouTube. Um, and we, she got a model agency. It's Queen. It's official Queen France. Yeah. She got Queen France agency. Both of those on Instagram. Um, we got a, we got our own, we got our own Instagram page. Captain Cap Instagram. Yeah. Captain Cap podcast Instagram. She just put that up. Uh, I think today. Y'all doing Facebook. numbers on that motherfucker too, man. <laughs> hey, are you selling the shirt? Well, let me tell you. It's a. Yeah, where can we get the merch? Well, hold up, hold up. Now, time out. I didn't make this shirt. It's some people. That just like how we doing interview now, right? And people hear the certain things. They said they I want say. you to wear it on the. Yeah, and I, I'm supporting somebody's shirt. This somebody, it's, this is clothing out here. Uh, solo mission. This day shorts. Shout this shirt out. here is uh, boss, boss your life up clothing line. So huh? these, these people, like my homie, sent me four shirts the other day. I gave them away on our podcast. There you but go. A lot of stuff people or uh, black owned or even if you white owned, you independent. They send me their clothes. I wear it. Now, I love um, it's free. We finna give you a real life street star shirt, man. We finna give you a real life street star shirt right yeah, now, right I'll, now. I'll put it on right now. You want me to? Um, yeah. for those that do, want, yeah, for those that want to follow you, um, and really interact, what's the best way, uh, for them to get at you? Is it Instagram? Is it uh, the YouTube? Is it Japan? Like, what's the best way for those who want to interact with you? Like, let me see what he's doing right now. He might, he might respond to me. Um, I'm all Queen Fred. Tell me about this all the time. I'm, all, I'm always on my Instagram, okay. Terrence Gangster Williams Home. I'm always on there. Um, I answer my own. I, I answer back personally, um, mainly on my Capital Cap uh, podcast. You can hit me up on there. Um, you, this is just how you're gonna catch me on. This is the platform you're gonna catch me on that I'm gonna be able to get back at you. My own Instagram, uh, Queen France Instagram page, uh, my Gangster the Original Hot Boy YouTube, the Capital Cap uh, YouTube. 
Queen France World YouTube, uh, Queen France Agency, Official Queen France, all those things I'm on. We're going to post all that. It's going to be in the comments. We're going to post it all. So they're going to be able to follow it all. Let me tell you what else y'all going to be able to catch me at. Uh, Concrete Chronicles podcast. My brother Jahai, uh, we, we met the pen. He got a, he doing his thing. Uh, he be sending me messages because we, uh, we talk every day. Um, Brian Glaze Give, he get at me. We talk all the time. Um, my, my boy Critique, he got a uh, ICU Studios on Instagram. He helped me out tremendously. Um, man, but those ones I just named, I'm on it personally. Yes, yeah. every time she be able to tell me, boy, come on, how we gonna feel you on it? I say, man, I gotta talk to the people. You gotta talk to the people, because man. Hey. People don't understand this, because this would really be shocking me. When I answer people better, first they say, oh, thank you for getting that little old me. I ain't think you would answer my th-. I'm from the hood. I'm, I look at, I'm regular. Be surprised though, bro. Like, yeah, that's the. You would see me. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I've never seen nobody capitalize like you. Like you did the interview and immediately start right. turning up on you because niggas know hundred K, dog. You doing hundred K every time, bro. So you built your platform. Let me tell y'all this. Y'all gotta really people gotta think Queen France because she's a hustler. She's seen it. I didn't see it, <laughs> bro. Listen to me. <laughs> I did that Queen one. I promise y'all, man. Women. Bro, listen to me, bro. Strong black women. There's no cap, man. I was just I don't I didn't know about the social media stuff. I still I'm still learning now. We had to ask her, man. I was just like, okay, I'm home. I'm just gonna just live my life and just chill, just stay under the rock. I'm just gonna chill. She was like, yo. I can get you paid. You can do this. Boy, we can do this. You can do the diamond. I said, people don't want to hear my story. I said, they got ghettos everywhere. It's gangsters. It's all. Because I'm thinking me. Like, I don't want to hear nobody shoot them up, bang. I don't want to hear that stuff. I've been hit up. The world has, ch- the world has changed. I see that now, <laughs> yeah. man. Listen. And she showed me. But one thing I respect about her, she never threw in my face. I told you so. She just book, do this, this, and this, keep, yeah. and keep it. But she know better because she knows she can get fired quick. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told you. See, that's yeah. what he- yeah, now, at this time, we normally try to give shout outs, man. I want you to shout out some people that's out and about, but also I want you to shout out some of those that's still locked down that may. Oh, boy, you about to get me in trouble, show. man. Come on. Because, man, listen, bro, I, all right, I'm going to start from Angola. I got my homie Mike, Mike, and Joe. They've been locked up for 30 years for a murder they never commit. Um, I got my homie Wine. He come off that row. Um, I think they offered him 40, so he 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 been locked up since 1994. I got my homie Ken and Sean. They, they up there for murder they didn't do. Um, I got my homie, um, man, you're going to get me in trouble, man, because I got Telly Hayden yeah. up there. Uh, uh, Labini got out. Uh, he had life. They got out because my homie, my little, my little brother, uh, Keaton, he got out. He's been on the boxing team because they come up this thing when they were juveniles. Now they could give him a chance to get out. Um, oh, man, let me see. <laughs> Yo, y'all forgive me, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, trust me, he, he's live on the spot. Ooh. So, yeah, hey, I yo, know he bro. might forget one or two or a uh, thousand. Man, listen, there's plenty of homies in Angola. They're going to be like, how oh, you forgot me? You know that? Because they called uh, uh, Fred Hayne. Um, I said Telly Hayne. Uh, man, I got a lot of homies in Angola. Uh, uh, the Fed. Uh, my homie, uh, uh, my, my, my Muslim brother, uh, Pound, from Baltimore. That was my celly. Uh, my homie, uh, Bo, part of the Booby Boy from Miami. Um, he waiting to get out. Him and his co-defendant, they were the Booby Boys. Um, oh, man. Uh, 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 my homie Henry, uh, Henry Dillon from New Orleans. He got life. Um, man, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, yeah, yeah, I, that, I, that could be a whole, that could be a whole episode in itself, man. Nah, hey, this is we're gonna call this one oh, of mi- my bad. Queen Francis gave me she, my son. I got a son, y'all. There you go. Oh yeah, my yo, and my son called me. He bothered me all the time. Shout out to Funky. He's to ride dirt bikes. He's caught up on a conspiracy case right now where he's where he was charged for two bodies, and he they, they got him. And, and, and I'm happy. God bless me to the law because this is how the Fed doing. He had the same prosecutor I have. 
what they did was they took, when he was 16, he had a, another body. So it's three bodies. But what they did was they can't charge because he was a juvenile. So what they did was they put the murder inside the indictment because now the rule is how they did me, they give me life. And I was never or indicted, charged for these murders, never in my indictment. But now they're saying if it's in this indictment, you can enhance him. So say if my son takes 20 years, the, the, the federal prosecutor could come back and say, well, Yana, he did these murders when he was young. We want to give him a life sentence and he could get a life sentence. You know what I'm saying? So my my shout out to my, his name Taron Williams. Shout out to Funky and all his co-defendants, man. Um, shout out to them boys. They did a bird gang um, for New Orleans. Um, matter of fact, I'm gonna do a series on that stuff because they were beefing with the Calio project. The same project I was beefing with, they was beefing with. Ooh. Oh man, generational. <laughs> but let me tell you something was crazy, man. The guys I would be with at the Calio, one of them he got a life sentence, life in five years. My son that's charged with a body in the Fed now. It's Charles with killing his son. His son got his name and everything. Damn. All right, now that's enough. I got to get up out here. I didn't get ah, too much game. Man, man, you already know what it is, man. Terrence Gangsta Williams. You are the realest of the realest. Real life street star, man. We salute, man. man he free, y'all. He free. For real. And hey. about to eat some Popeye. Ah, yeah. Hey, yo. Oh, man, you know what we forgot? Y'all cut him off? No, keep going. Keep going. Queen France. Queen France. Uh, my, my, my people, Kayla, and myself, we got... Uh, our non-private organization that's about to come out. Um, I, it was named Hug the Block. I had that since I was in prison. I started in 2011. Oh, yes. This one's named. Yes. Yeah, Hug yes. the Block. Hug the Block. Right. I started that in 2011. I had the curriculum. I sent it to the courts when I did my package to try to get out of prison. Um, all that was in my package to the judge, uh, the, 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 the uh, logo. I did all this, right? So when I got out, I was dragging, taking my time, taking my time doing it. I was announcing that stuff. So uh, when Kaylee did all the paperwork for it, if somebody in Seattle was somewhere, they got the name now. So IRS wouldn't issue me an EIN number. So this happened like two days ago, and I was kind of heartbroken. But then as I'm on the phone, I said, I can't give up because I got a mission. So I was like, you know what? Name it. They need us. And she was like, all right. She put it in. I got the EIN number for that now. Um, as I was talking to my Muslim brother, Job, Concrete Chronicle, I was telling him the same story I'm telling you guys. And... Um, he was like, he was telling, yeah, man, get the children, the youth out here, man, because, man, they need us. And I'm listening, right? He said, hold up. You just say your nine prophets, they need us. And I said, yeah, you just use that word. They need us. Yeah. I say, they need us. That's you know how you go, man. I was like, you know what? I'm going to run with that. Yeah, so our nine prophets called, they need us. Um, we got the EIN number now. Um, uh, uh, what, what we're working on now is the 501c3, so you be tax exempt. But we about to get hit the ground running with that. Hey, when you get that information, let us know. We'll promote it for you. Oh, we'll promote it. Y'all locked in. And, then, uh, and if people want to like tap in and get that information and, 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 and you know receive the help, how do they do that? Uh, oh, or how one, will they be able to do on that? On any one of them platforms. Listen, gotcha. I'm always on my Instagram. I check my own messages. For the people who send me hateful messages, whatever, I'm going to give them a heart. I'm going to let you write because you're entitled to your opinion. I'm free now. I don't ask nobody for nothing. I'm out here grinding. Queen France now, we getting the best way we can. Oh, man, my bad. Shout out to Coach Drake. Shout out Coach Drake. Yeah, let's not leave out Coach Drake, man. Drake, one of the realest. We in the field. We in the field, man. Hey, yo, I almost did that, man. Yeah, man. Coach Drake in the building, Queen Francis, and the one and only man, Terrence Gangster Williams, man. This is the first time I met him, man. We're going to have you back, man. Come on. It's been a blessing, man. Real life street star. He forgot his beepers and his chains. I'm beating next time I bring him. Next time he's going to bring him. Next time the beepers and the chains coming, man. Queen Francis told him we're going to roll. She said, You got your beepers, you got your stuff? I said, No. But we was already, I said, man, I don't want to turn around. And you know what's crazy, man? Honestly, and, and, and there's no cap. When I came into this studio and I seen who was behind this, I said, man, that's my people. I said, man, I was supposed to put on and show on and show out. I was supposed to 
I was like, wow, man, they got everything here. And I like the 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 the, the family y'all have right here. You know love. what I'm saying? I said, it's all black on right here, man. Love, no, nah, all black on. I said, you wow. Nah, we grind, I trying see to get that, it. Man. Trying to get it. So oh, it's a blessing. Go, y'all, y'all got to, man, this about to blow up, man. Y'all oh, yeah, gotta, man. Oh, we in now. me out there. Listen, we, I got more love than hate. There you go. <laughs> I get more love than hate. So at the end of the day, like, like I tell people, like, and, and like I was trying to explain to Boosie, had I come home and said, I'm back, I'm gangster, uh, y'all know I like to talk. Um, my queen friend was trying to rough because we got to know that we got some old, somebody else we got to interview, but I'm coming. Uh, and had I come home and said, look, I'm back, uh, I'm about to go back on my block, or, the, or, or I'm back on the streets, gangster home, then y'all got a right to say, okay, you gave up your strikes, you ain't, you ain't all this to work for nothing. No, I come home saying I want to help the at-risk youth, but I can't help what I did. There you go. They talk about me. There you they go. They rap about me. Yeah. I didn't come out and tell the world, hey, the, 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 the people say, okay, this who, this who cash money, this is who the people been rap about all these years. There you go. You want to hear from me. Got so to. now got I'm going to take that and use it for a positive. But at the end of the day, man, like I tell people, you can't erase history. You, I mean, you could try to hide it, but you can't erase it. There you go, man. You Change the game. It, you can't erase it, man. I'm always be Terrence Gangster Williams. There you go. What That's is what the it original is. hot boy? The original hot boy. Wow. Ah, Real Life Street Stars, we out, man. Shout out to Real Life Street Style, baby. Thank y'all. Love. Shout out to Real Life Street Stars, nigga. Moving.